Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. I'm really excited to dive into today's episode because I am going to be talking about Web3, blockchain technology, NFTs, the metaverse, and all those quote-unquote trendy things that you may have been seeing lately on the internet and on social media. And before you click away from this podcast episode, I am going to be talking about it from a fashion industry lens, specifically from a sustainable fashion industry lens, because a lot of this technology I know can be really overwhelming and even scary, but it's actually really exciting when you think about it from a circular fashion economy perspective, and that's what we're going to be diving into in this episode. But before we dive into this episode, I wanted to quickly say we really pride ourselves in being a one-stop shop for sustainable fashion brands. Whether you need sourcing help, design help, marketing, sales, or financial help, our recloseted team is equipped to support you. We are reaching our capacity to work with new clients, so if you want to jump on a call to see how we can support you and see if it's a fit to work together, you can visit www.recloseted.com call and you will be able to chat with me, Selena Ho, the founder of Recloseted, and we can really work together to design a custom consulting package to suit your needs. Now, diving into this episode, I did want to preface this by saying that I am not a coder. I am not someone that is nerdily into this space. I am, of course, interested in doing my own research and reading about it, but I'm not someone that's the end-all be-all for this type of content. So if you are really interested in Web3, blockchain technology, NFTs, the metaverse, and everything else, we will be leaving a bunch of resources in the show notes so that you can read more and just continue to learn about this space. And I also wanted to say that I have noticed that there's either people that are super into this topic and super into this space, or there's the flip side of people that choose to stay ignorant and stick their head in the sand and they're almost afraid of this topic, which I get it, it's understandable. Some of these concepts are actually quite wild. But I do think as an entrepreneur and as a founder, it is your job to stay up to date on technology and what things could look like for the future of your business and also for the future of the industry that you're in. And so because of that, it's really important to stay curious, uh, stay open minded and really try to continue to learn and develop yourself. And I'm really hoping that this podcast episode can kickstart that journey for you, especially in the technology and innovation space for your slow fashion brand. As a society, we are moving more into a Web3 world. And before you go, oh my gosh, that's not for me. I just really don't want to be participating in this. If you're currently on Instagram or if you're writing emails or even if you have a blog post, whatever it is that you're doing on the internet, you're already participating in a Web2 world, 
with or without you, society and the internet in general is moving towards that Web3 phase. And so it's really important for you as a founder and as a business owner to be open-minded and learn how you can leverage these new technologies and leverage these new practices to make your business better. So now that I hopefully have convinced you that these topics are important and it's really important for you to be informed, let's talk about some of the definitions. And I got these definitions off of various different articles and videos I've watched and interviews. And so I'm going to try to simplify it and talk about this in layman terms. But of course, if you want to do further research, you can by all means do that. I've already been talking about the term Web3 or Web 3.0, depending on who you talk to. And it's essentially the next evolution of the World Wide Web or the internet that we all are using. And Web 3 is really centered around the blockchain technology, which I will define later on. So Web 1 was kind of the late 1990s, and it comprised of a lot of links and homepages. And I like to think of it as a, it was like a very static experience where users would go onto links and you wouldn't really be able to interact. And then Web 2 is currently the phase that we're in, but we are slowly moving into that Web 3. So Web 2 is essentially the reading and the writing version of the internet, where Tumblr, Craigslist, Facebook, Instagram, and really the internet at large that we're experiencing today was really born. And so we are in this phase already and we switched from web one to web two quite seamlessly and you probably partook in that. And so it's really important now that we're transitioning into web three that you're continuing to educate yourself because you want to make sure that your business innovates. So that's Web3. And then when it comes to blockchain technology, you may have been hearing this thrown around a lot, especially when people are talking about crypto or Bitcoin. And so blockchain technology is really just next level security. That's essentially how I've interpreted it. And the reason why it's next level security is because it's really encrypted and really secure. There's lines and lines and lines and lines of coding, and I'm definitely simplifying this, but because of all this encryption and the security behind blockchain, it's a really reliable system to record information because it makes it super, super, super difficult slash almost impossible to change anything, hack anything, or cheat the system. And I say almost impossible because, you know, I, I don't think anything is not possible based on the internet and really, really skilled hackers, but this technology would make it really, really, really difficult. And leveraging blockchain technology, there's currently a really long digital ledger of transactions that is duplicated and distributed across the entire network of computers on the blockchain. So I know that was a lot of verbiage, but essentially a ledger is just bookkeeping, really similar to how you keep your books in your business. But this is digital and it's distributed across many different computers on the blockchain so that, you know, if something happens to one computer or another computer, like there's still backups. So think of it as backups on backups that are super secure, super encrypted and really, really, really hard to hack. The really exciting thing about this technology is that the ledger goes all the way back to the first ever date. So every single transaction that's ever happened on the blockchain is actually traceable and all that data is still there. 
From an environmental perspective, you will hear that because of all this data and all this encryption, there's a lot of servers needed to be used and a lot of people aren't very happy about that. But I think that's a discussion for another day. I think today we're just going to focus on leveraging this exciting technology for the future of sustainable fashion. But I just wanted to mention that you know, keeping this really long ledger and backing it up and making it super secure does take a lot of computer bandwidth and servers. That's the blockchain technology that has been created. And on top of this technology, there are now various applications of it that I will now go into. So the first application that's been developed based on this blockchain technology is cryptocurrency or crypto. This is a form of internet money or currency, and that's how I like to think about it. And it's made possible by leveraging this blockchain technology. You may have heard about a very popular cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. So that's one form of currency. There's others as well, such as Ethereum, Dogecoin, like all these influencer currencies as well. But high level is just another form of payment and currency. And then the second application with this Bitcoin technology is called NFTs or non-fungible tokens. You may have heard a lot about NFTs recently. You may have seen people buying these digital art pieces for a lot of money. And essentially, it's just buying and selling things on the blockchain technology and using cryptocurrency to do that. So it's just like if you went to Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist and you bought something from someone except this time it's on the blockchain and instead of paying with cash or Venmo or whatever you're using, you're paying with Bitcoin, Ethereum or whatever crypto you have. And of course, I'm simplifying it, but I just want you to understand the concept for now. And with NFTs and with buying on the blockchain, it actually makes the whole process safer and better because as you can imagine, every single transaction is recorded and you can also really dig into the authenticity of things, which is great. And then a lot of artists and creatives are really liking this NFT technology because they can get continual royalties from sales. And that's really great for artists and creatives because if you think about it, let's say I'm an artist and I can draw and I did this painting that I sold for $1,000 and I sold it to you. And then let's say two years later, the painting appreciates and all of a sudden it's worth $2,000. So you go and sell it to another friend. But when you sell that painting to another friend, Typically, the artist doesn't get money from it. They only get money from that first sale. But in this new NFT world, if you buy an NFT from me and then you sell it, maybe the artist could get continual royalties and maybe I get 10% every single time it gets sold, which is really exciting and has really great fashion implications as well. Joey and I talked about it in his episode, which was episode 115. So go back and listen if you haven't already. And I will be talking about royalties and NFTs a little bit later in this episode as well. But this is really helpful because it ensures that creatives and artists continue to get paid when their work continues to generate income and revenue. And right now, NFTs is really associated with digital art, but in theory, it doesn't have to be digital art. It can literally be anything digital like drawings, music. I've even seen someone give an example of, you know, if they could figure out how to turn their brain into a downloadable AI thing, like you could technically buy that too. So it can literally be whatever. It doesn't have to be art, but in the purpose of what we're seeing 
which you know right now is a lot of NFT sold as art. I just wanted to talk about that example so you can wrap your head around it. My good friend Vanessa Lau also did a really good YouTube video on NFTs. So if you're personally interested in NFTs and figuring out how to buy an NFT and getting into that space, I will link her video down below and you can check it out. And then the last definition I'm going to talk about is the metaverse. And I'm not going to lie, this is probably the piece that freaks me out the most and is kind of the scariest to me. But essentially, the metaverse, from how I understand it, is they're trying to replicate real life, but on the internet and through our computers and, you know, whatever technology we're using. So what that means is we can socialize, we can buy things, we can live our lives completely on the online space. And Currently, to access the metaverse, you would have to use virtual reality or augmented reality tools. But one day, I have heard interviews where people are talking about like contact lenses you put into your eyeballs or something. And so it's really out there and it's kind of like a, it's almost like a sci-fi movie, you know, and hopefully it's a sci-fi movie that doesn't go bad. But it's, it's really interesting. I'll leave it at that. And Currently, there are a bunch of different metaverse platforms. For example, Facebook is trying to do one. and I know a lot of other different companies are trying to make a metaverse as well. And right now we're at the stage where I have heard people say that there are a bunch of different metaverses. People are buying real estate on all these different metaverse platforms. And so I think you're almost like banking on figuring out which metaverse is going to take off or maybe there's a few metaverses that take off. But anyways, it's essentially just real life and on the internet. Now that we have defined everything and we're on the same page and hopefully you're still with me and you're not too freaked out, I want to talk about how we can leverage this technology for the fashion industry. But before we do that, I did want to say that I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and stressed out. A lot of this technology is still developing and it's still growing. So you don't need to figure out what your crypto fashion strategy is or you don't need to figure out how you're going to use the blockchain for your business quite yet. My purpose with this episode was just to educate you, encourage you to think differently, encourage you to stay updated with these innovations and trends and just pique some of your curiosity, hopefully, so that you can start to think about these things but in no ways am I pressuring you or saying that you need to have a strategy or something figured out right now. So in terms of the fashion industry implications, Joey and I mentioned this report by LabLaCo in episode 115, and I did go through the report. It's 42 pages, and it's a really good read. So if you have the time, we will link it down below in the show notes, and you can check it out. But in the report, they talk about how the fashion industry is currently a linear model, which I think we all know. But if you haven't heard of the linear business model term before, essentially right now for the fashion space, we are taking materials, we are making clothes, and then we are disposing of these clothes. Nothing's really being regenerated, nothing's really being reused, and nothing's really being recycled. I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I've also said that this model cannot keep going the way it is because we are sending millions and millions of tons of textile waste to landfills every year. And that's just one part of the broken fashion economy and the broken linear model. And so this cannot keep going. And they talk about in the report how circularity is the name of the game and the name of the future of the fashion industry. 
That being said, in the report, they made a really good point that it's so important that the term circular fashion doesn't become the next greenwashing buzzword like quote unquote sustainable or quote unquote conscious because in all honesty, the industry is still trying to finalize what that looks like and what it means. But generally, circular economy fashion means it's moving away from that linear model of taking, making, and disposing and moving towards a more purposeful, regenerative model that can really help us meet the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The general concept is that waste and pollution are eliminated, and then products and materials are kept in use for as long as possible. So we're not just making something, wearing it a few times, and then sending it to the landfill. Instead, we're going to try to reuse and get the most out of everything. In the report, they also talk about how in the past 10 years, a lot of different industries have been digitized and revolutionized by technology, such as music with Spotify, movies with Netflix, hospitality with Airbnb, and even media with Instagram and Facebook and all these different platforms. A lot of physical products have either become digital, like CDs, or they've become digitized by connecting supply and demand, such as with Uber, right? Like when you want a car now, there's this app that can help you get that. And with clothes, it's impossible for it to be like the music industry where CDs have now become, you know, just a button on your phone with Spotify because clothes at the end of the day still need to be tangible things that we're wearing. However, it is really exciting some of the digitization that's happening so that we can connect supply and demand and sites like Rent the Runway or Poshmark or even ThreadUp, like these things exist to try to revitalize garments and give them extra life. So with all the technology I just talked about, there's a few low-hanging fruit that I wanted to address. And we did talk about it a little bit in episode 115 with Joey. But the first one, of course, is trying to make the supply chain more traceable. This is something that the fashion industry has been dealing with for a really long time. And so if we can leverage this blockchain technology that is not hackable, super secure, and can go all the way back in time, it would be so cool to record every single thing that happened in a garment's lifetime. So for example, you could talk about the beginning stages of a garment from every single person that touched the garment to exactly where all the materials came from, to who sewed it, to which factories, you know, all these things. And then when the garment's being sold and worn, you could see how many times it's been worn or how many times it's been washed or how many times it's been resold and reworn. And all of that data would just be accessible and it would be super traceable and also super transparent, which is really what we need in the industry. And I also talked about this concept with Blythe in episode 117, but he is running the sharing economy for clothes for children's clothes right now. And he was talking about how it would be really helpful to get that exact data about how many times an item has been worn and utilized and circulated. And so just that data by leveraging the blockchain technology could be really, really interesting and really exciting. For other subscription or sharing or renting type models, similar things can happen. Like I can see Rent the Runway really utilizing this or any other clothing rental companies. And this is great because again, the longevity of a garment is extended. And then also at the very beginning of a garment's life cycle, 
brands are encouraged to think about longevity and timelessness so that a piece of clothing can circulate for longer. And then from a resale perspective, earlier in the episode, I explained the NFT concept where the original artist would continue to make royalties once something's been sold again. And I think currently in the fashion industry, when you buy a garment, you typically pay the brand once. And then if you sell it on Poshmark or Depop or Facebook Marketplace, the brand doesn't get that money again, but the person reselling it does. But if we apply that exact same concept in the NFT space where the original artist continues to get royalties, this could be something that can really help bolster the resale economy too. And from a brand perspective, instead of constantly wanting to sell more units or produce more, instead, they are being motivated and incentivized to create timeless designs and design pieces that are meant to last and will circulate for a really long time. Because if every single time it's past hands, the brand gets a royalty from it, then they're going to be incentivized to figure out how to make more money from that by making longer lasting products. And then on top of the brand getting a royalty, Joey talked about this in his episode in episode 115, but it would be great if the factory could also get a royalty too. And if we take that to the next level, this concept, it would be great if every single person in the fashion supply chain could get a little cut of the commission as well. So the factory would get a cut, maybe the mill gets a cut too, so that they make really great materials. And then that way, every single person in the fashion supply chain is incentivized to make this long lasting garment that can continue to circulate so that they get these royalties from the resale market. And then from a metaverse perspective, while the concept is still quite frightening to me, it is really interesting that you can potentially design clothes for digital avatars and try to test out demand and figure out what people are gravitating towards before you go and go into production. Joey mentioned this in his episode, but you know, if you are going to be making a sweater, let's say, in different patterns and different colorways, It could be interesting to test it out on the metaverse first and see which patterns and colorways people gravitate towards. And then maybe if someone buys a sweater for their avatar, you can follow up and ask them if they want to buy it in real life. And then also in that scenario, if you're noticing that certain patterns and colorways just aren't selling, then in the production process, you will already know that and you won't have this excess supply and inventory. And then last but not least, I did want to bring it more down to earth because I think a lot of this is really maybe five, 10 years down the line. But in terms of what you can actually do right now is there's a lot of 3D designing and 3D printing technologies out there already and companies doing some cool things. So when you're designing your next collection, if you want to save some textile waste, save time and be more efficient, these could be some things that you're exploring for your brand. And so these are some of the technologies and innovations that I can see really helping the fashion industry become more sustainable and achieve that circularity that we so desperately need. And some of this stuff is still in the early stages, like I talked about. And so it's really important to continue to keep an eye on it and keep a pulse on it. Again, you don't need to have your strategy firmed up right now. And I don't want you to go away feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. Just stay curious, stay informed, and if you want to continue to stay plugged in on all of these items, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter if you haven't already because I am talking about quite a few things that are interesting to me and industry news in our newsletters. They are bi-weekly 
Every month, we send out one That's a Recloseted recap, and then we also send out a CEO Confessions newsletter. We really pride ourselves in sending out newsletters that people actually want to read and get excited opening. So if you aren't signed up already, you can sign up at www.recloseted.com slash emails, and then the link will also be in the show notes. And I am also curious about what you think about all of this. So make sure you send me a DM at Recloseted or you can send us an email to hey at recloseted.com because I would really love to hear your thoughts and also any ideas that you have about leveraging this technology. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.